What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala, uh, your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor. Good old humor, man. I'm just clocking my three words <laughs> in the intro. <laughs> As we had discussed. Your three words yeah. versus my how many words? Uh? I don't know. Give me about yeah, 15, uh, 15 words. More than that. I think like 40 or something. Yeah. No, you know, like 15. Yeah, la. Somewhere there. I realize it's so autopilot now that I I don't think my mind is even like thinking when I say the intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think so. It's just going. Because you, you're quite quick to interrupt me even when I'm doing the yellow but. Uh, the but I know I barely sometimes I barely finish because, really like interrupt really because if you never want to wait for it to it's all the principles of editing what Terrence if you wait for the but to finish then I think it it just it just makes it less less enticing uh. you're like the guy at the karaoke like <laughs> other people try to sing that part and you just have to sing over them you're the guy at the concert that like I'm, I'm you're trying to listen to the that music then you're singing like, uh, in your ear and all oh no that. but that one I fucking hate la. Okay, I, I, I hate, it, hate la. it I hate it I hate it no that's why for karaoke also like unless I'm drunk I never have fun yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. basically you don't like karaoke clubs uh, you know having like steamboat restaurants places you have to cook yourself Mm. Uh, somewhat true la, somewhat true <laughs> I'm just trying to remember what then what places do you like other than like you know standing in the sun with your no like car like or, bars where you can hear yourself talk and think clubs which doesn't exist so like bars are always noisy no right? but clubs if I'm at the good level with a good amount of alcohol and I'm like oh okay the music's good with people I like still can but it's, when it's a small group in in a like where you go to like two or three people then I'm like what the fuck is the point essentially when People cannot hear your voice, like you don't like places like that, like. Oh, I cannot hear my own voice. <laughs> I cannot hear my own voice. As long as people can hear your voice, <laughs> it's great place. I had a great time. No hot pot, you can hear my voice, right? It's just then, then it's not about the conversation anymore. It's about you. Have, you put in like some some chicken, then you have to while talking, you have to think. Oh shit, am I overcooking the chicken and shit like that? So it's like places where. People can hear a voice and they can devote their full attention to you. La. That's, the best, that's, yeah, the, that's the, the best. That's the most important thing. <laughs> if anyone... You cannot yeah, be doing yeah. anything else. I will, I will assume your wife will vouch for that as well. Hey, no <laughs> la. No la eh. yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, la, but uh, yeah, so that, that's where we are. Middle that's of the week. Yeah. <laughs> middle of the week, Terrence. Yep. Yeah. Middle of the week. It's a fun week. Interesting week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And even more... Uh, we're, we're talking about quite interesting things or so that you know, we don't usually talk about. Yeah. And it's quite, it's quite, uh, I think it's quite interesting. And, and and one big piece of news that came out this morning was that uh, the 41 people trapped in the tunnel in India mm. all mm. released. Mm. I think that's the biggest highlight of the week for my mom. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, she's been so emotionally invested in it. And then like today, she's just happy. To be honest, I've not actually followed that news. That's one thing that's interesting. No? Yeah. Like it wasn't covered that much by global media, which mm. was a bit, weird given that the last time there was uh, that the, the Thai cave rescue yes that yes. occupied mainstream consciousness for a, quite a while mm, was, when they created movies and TV shows out yeah it, it was yeah. trending on Twitter and all that so I I was a bit perplexed also mm. uh, because it's 41 people uh, yeah. they were stuck for 18 days yeah uh I mean, the threat of like them coming out. I mean, it was in the Himalayan mountains. So yep. I was very surprised that it wasn't that widely covered. Are you baiting me into no, 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 talking about no. making me about race? <laughs> no, no. But I am saying like I, it, uh, it was just a. I, I'm not so sure why also. Because even when you want to get updates and all, you go on Twitter. I mean, Twitter. I don't know. I don't know how big or like mm-hmm. X is in India. 
But yeah, the coverage was was less than I expected. How, how dire was the situation? Like the Thai cave rescue was like yeah. the that one had a high chance clock, of uh, yeah, yeah. ticking clock, high chance of either being flooded or like just running out of oxygen and yeah. whatever. So this one, to be fair, I don't I don't think it was as dire mm. because they were in a sixty meter by forty meter area. Okay. So they could move about. Yeah. It was just that every attempt at drilling through the machines kept breaking like, because literally uh, this is part of a huge project by Modi to connect certain pilgrimage sites. So this is drilling okay. through like a mountain. Uh, okay. So okay. it was one of those cavities that there was a landslide. It uh, it got blocked off uh, and they were receiving like food and all. Uh. Uh, okay. yeah, so it wasn't uh, like the, the Thai rescue, I think that one day, yeah, there was a monsoon coming and yeah, shit yeah, like yeah. that, right? But that's your answer right there? Yeah. But even then, like it still felt like uh, with everything failing, there was a risk of this going on long and it's cold, no? Yeah. It's like oh. single digit uh, uh, temperatures. Mm. So not say it was like fucking re- resort or something also. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but, no, I don't know. But yeah, just hearing it, it sounds like, oh, okay, it's an engineering issue rather than, uh, you know, anything else. Like well, the, you're the, trying to gaslight me, is it, Terrence? I'm not trying to gaslight you. I mean, I'm hearing what you're saying. Yeah. Responding. You know, these kind of things I typically, typically get quite uh, into yeah, them as uh, well. Uh. But this one, I was like, oh, it's like, a tunnel. I, mean, I heard about tunnel thing. I know it's like the Chilean miners, yeah, like, right? Yeah, yeah, but that was also another level of uh, uh, danger. So, like, I mean, they were like, un- like deep, yeah, underground, deep underground, and obviously a, a mine sounds like a much smaller place than what you just mentioned. Like, yeah, and that was sixty nine days, like. Yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. were there for sixty nine days. Yeah, so yeah. this one, I still think it didn't get as much coverage as I would expect for something like this. Mm. So I don't know, maybe, maybe like um. Yeah, race lah. Obviously, it's race. Obviously, yeah. Not so saying obviously. that, Terrence. Not <laughs> saying that. I'm just saying that. Uh, yeah. I I remember when when even looking up for updates and all. Yeah, you had to go to the like the news channels out of India that were covering it, mm. but not so much. There will be mentions elsewhere, lah. Yeah. Don't know, huh? Yeah. But I mean, they're all out. They're safe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. So, so they're all out. No, no problems, lah. Right. No problems. Quite quickly, lah. La, few days only, lah. Right? Eighteen days. 18, oh, okay. Eighteen days. It's quite, yeah. See, quite quickly. Fuck <laughs> you, lah, Terrence. <laughs> <laughs> Quite honestly, honestly, I only maybe read about it like yesterday or See, this morning. But that's the thing. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Like it's it's a bit weird. Like uh, how there were these forty one people, uh, where their lives were at risk, uh, right? Uh, the is race is obviously because of race. No lah, cannot be lah. Like I, I I don't know. I don't know. It, it just felt a bit maybe because there's so much other news out there that that is overshadowing I don't know, I don't know. Palestine yeah just, just Palestine. I mean in case anyone is is listening and not trying to gaslight me um, and thinking oh shit I had that same thought yeah, curious lah curious mm. yeah. okay well, well good for them lah they're, yeah, all, they're all, all safe them out. they're all safe uh, it's just I, I think our discussion was more about will there be a Netflix documentary about it I'm sure like some Hindi movies coming out already yeah, or sure something lah yeah, yeah, from, yeah. from, from Bollywood yeah Bollywood Bollywood yeah yeah, man. But yes, uh, but we're here. To, well, I mean, oh, kind of related to what we are. We are also going to be discussing in our first topic as well, like big engineering mm, projects mm, that mm. Uh, could change the face of Singapore and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but before all that, what do we need to tell people? Uh, the that if you enjoy this podcast, if you're enjoying this current podcast uh, or any other podcast in the past, it'd be great if you could share it with at least one person. Uh, and follow us on our social media uh, and the podcast channel. So mm-hmm. subscribe on Spotify, Apple, uh, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and and just put turn on notifications so you know whenever there's a new episode. Yeah, especially because I think we're we're you know in the light of the the end of the year and all, we're you know taking stock of all the the things that we're doing for Yalaba on social media. Mm. So probably big changes coming up soon. Yeah. yeah. 
and uh, and some 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 prob- probably some big guests coming up in the in the next few weeks. Hopefully, 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 hopefully keep hopefully. your fingers crossed. Yeah. You know these things. Fingers crossed. They have a tendency to. The more you hype them up, the no, more likely they just la. fall apart. That's la. true, la. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. And and if you want to work with us, uh, you can email us at contactministryoffunny.com. Mm. Sweet. All right. So, yeah. Let's jump right into it, man. Jump into uh, it. What's uh, the equiv- our equivalent of the, the big uh, construction project that every, everyone's talking about or not talking about in Singapore? It is the possibility of something called the Long Island of East Coast, mm-hmm. uh, which has, is not an entirely new thing. Uh, but it was recently announced in a while uh, the Minister for National Development, Desmond Lee, uh, mm-hmm. was giving an event, uh, was speaking at an event at East Coast Park on Tuesday, November 28th. Um, he announced that there will be the, the start of technical studies mm-hmm. into the concept of Long Island, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. broadly is just like a, 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 a huge-ass piece of reclaimed land off the East Coast of Singapore. Mm. Uh, specifically like East Coast Park and all that, yeah. uh, that will be around 800 hectares, la, which is about 1,142 football fields. Mm. Uh, yeah, so the studies will go on for like five years. Uh, and yeah, there were some artist impressions of what it would look like. Basically, if you imagine like without seeing a visual, you have East mm. Coast Park and then you have like three or four islands that uh, like, are, I don't know, like a kilometer or something in front of it that turns the current bay of East Coast into a reservoir. Basically, it's almost like they're building like a wall, right? Yeah. To outside, just out of uh, East Coast Park yeah. to create, I mean, an artificial reservoir. Yeah. And that wall also can have like facilities on it and have parks and even like developments on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. like if you take the C in East Coast yeah. and you make it a D, mm, mm. it is the line that turns a C to a D. The C to a D. The it puts C the as D. Yeah. It puts the D in East Coast. <laughs> East Coast Park doesn't have a D. It turns yeah. East Coast into a D. Uh, I see, I see. Yeah, it turns into East Coast a into a D. That line, like, yeah. that line that turns it into a D. I see, I see. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it is It is something quite... Uh, it's not like, yeah, it's not just a simple announcement. They're really in artistic uh, impressions, mm. artist impressions and stuff like that of what it might look like. Uh, and it's quite, quite shocking, uh, right? I mean... Considering East Coast Park, if you're familiar with East Coast Park, it's it's basically like uh East Coast ECP and then some grass and some maybe a couple of like restaurants or whatever or East Coast Food Village, mm. uh, East Coast Lagoon, and then it's basically sand and then water already. That's always my been my impression of what East Coast that that stretches like right yeah, yeah, lagoon yeah. and all. Uh, but now yeah, it looks like. There's gonna be, you know, like a reservoir where there can be water sports, mm. and then more developments and greenery, and then the sea. Yeah. So essentially, it's taking the <laughs> oh, I just it takes the sea out of the the, the east the coast, coast <laughs> and turns right? it into, into a, a D. D. Yeah. <laughs> C to D. Yo. C to D, yeah. man. But um, yes. And this concept, like, I also found it damn surprising when this came up. That's why mm. like, I thought, yeah, it is damn interesting to talk about. Uh, but it was actually first talked about in the concept plan back in 1991. Oh, really? Yeah. The, the URA, oh. all the way back, it was in view of the impact of climate change. It was already called Long Island mm-hmm. and then it was presented to the public during uh, Lee Sien Long's National Day Rally in 2019. Yeah. yeah. A- around the concept of climate change and what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So, so when you first saw this without without even diving into the details, what came to mind? Like, were you excited? Were you like, ah, see, another case of gentrification and all the shit. 
I mean, first question that obviously came to my mind was, was this part of the East Coast plan? Oh. Like, was this... <laughs> did he know that this was part of the plan already, you know? Because, yeah, it is quite surprising. Yeah. And, it literally uh, is the East Coast plan. Uh. Yeah, it's the East Coast plan. But uh, you didn't know that they were changing from East Coast Park to East Coast something else, mm-hmm. uh, right? Uh, I think that was uh, my first big thing. But but it seems like what you said, like, it's always been in the works or mm. the consideration of it. Uh, the second part that jumped out to me was uh, the name Long Island. Uh, cause it's you know in New York, there's already Long Island, New yeah, York, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think a whole other city aside from Manhattan, the the urban city that we know about, Long Island, New York is like a place. And I'm thinking we we already have Coney Island, which again is from New York, so Coney Island, New mm. York, right? And now we also have Long Island, like the name that we've uh, we share with New mm. York. So it's like we've got Long Island and Coney Island which will be shared between both Singapore and New York, right? Mm. I was just thinking, couldn't we have like come up with something a bit more original that people people won't mistake for another place, right? Actually, uh, that's true. Uh. Yeah. It's like, you know, Dubai, they have the world, yeah. the palm. Yeah. This is like the sate. Mm. Mm. Right? Sate Islands. Yeah, sate Islands. Sate Islands, why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something a bit more local, a bit more. I mean, like that. That the Google when you when you Google it, it doesn't give you a a, a location in New York, like, right? Oh, yeah, because I'm guessing when you were doing research, also when you Google Long Island East Coast, yeah, yeah. is literally Long Island in the US is on the east coast of the US. Yeah, right. Exactly, and it's New York and everything also. Same as Coney Island, you know. Oh, yeah. Somewhat, yeah. It is East Coast Long Island. That's true. Uh. Yeah. So, I wish that. They'd be a bit more original in the the naming, lah, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess maybe because this was it was uh, the same name, I think, back in nineteen ninety one. I'm sure. assuming there will be some sort of naming competition, lah. I hope so. I hope uh. so. But long, I mean, Long Island is a nice name, lah, right? And it, it yeah, tells you, you say, exactly yeah, what you say, Terence. Uh, long Island, Long Island. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a nice name, very cosmopolitan sounding, everything. But yeah, la, I I would wish that we just have our own identity rather than like be compared to someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But how about you? Like, how excited about you? Because, uh, I mean, you are an Eastie. Mm, You've I'm pretty much Eastie. been Eastie your whole yeah. life. Uh, this promises a lot of disruption in in the concept of what the East is as well. Right? Yeah. I mean, like I grew up in the far east. Mm. Uh, and then now I'm a bit more center east. Okay. Uh, so but this this is somewhat near to where. Okay, so first of all, this is a super long project. Yes. yes. The technical study is five years. Yeah. For this to even start will be, what, 10 years? Decades, then kids. Yeah. yeah, to build anything on top of reclaimed land, it'll take another 20 years. Yeah. So then I've, I found it uh, partly like, uh, like, I mean, now I think because Singapore is so small, anytime mm-hmm. there's this talk of this new, huge development, I won't deny a part of me is like, uh, okay, we're going to get even more crowded, uh, more mm. cramped. Yeah. But it is also inevitable, right? Yeah. So there's always like this knee-jerk reaction. And then I started thinking, hey, actually, this is quite interesting, especially because of the reasons behind it. Because mm. at first I thought, um, okay, it's just to free up land. Mm. But the, the the bigger reason feels like is that the this is in view of the rising sea levels. Mm. Uh, and then I was thinking, oh, but like, why, why do you need to build so much more just to protect against the sea levels? The reality is, I think Singapore right now, about 30% of us are under like 5 meters above sea level. Yeah. Um, and if, if from what I understand is like, by 2100, the, 
the general sea water sea levels in the world will go up by one meter mm. and and um, in with, with tidal surges and all mm. it can go up from like range between zero to three meters so there's very yeah. little buffer yeah. Uh, and in the event of like rising sea levels, a lot of Singapore is low lying. Uh, in East Coast, mm, mm. I think there's it's probably where the houses first start sprouted up in in Singapore, right? Yeah. So then I was thinking, okay, and and there was an option which was called I think the the long gates or something. Mm. There was another name for it. Um, basically to to build new walls up to three meters high along the current East Coast Park. Yeah. And then have like twelve tidal pumps lah. Mm. to pump out water in the event it does flood. Uh, this one is just saying that, okay, let's let's still preserve East Coast Park, build this entire development as new, but within it, already factor in these higher walls. Mm. Mm. Uh, and then build the houses or, or commercial properties above that. Like. Then I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Mm. Uh, yeah, so then I found, it, I found it just an interesting case study, um, especially because this is really future planning. Like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so, I mean, that said, yeah. uh, you know, there were some CNA uh, videos about it where they interviewed businesses along East Coast Park, like um, those that offer water sports mm. or the East Coast Lagoon Food Village and all that, which incidentally, I just was there over the weekend. Mm. And I partook in uh, cycling, you know, those family bikes. I ate at East Coast Lagoon, stood by the beach and, you know, looked at all the glamping mm. uh, opportunities there. Like, there's literally like glamping yeah, options yeah, there now, yeah, right? Yeah. It's beautiful, la. it's fun. And uh, it's a real throwback to to the days of you know, being a kid and coming to East Coast Park. And it's still the same. It's mm. sand, it's water, it's, uh, you know, beach site, beach site uh, living, la, right? Doing the same thing, cycling. Oh. This changes everything. Yeah, yeah. Those memories that you had as a kid and memories that you probably now have as an adult, like even going on dates or whatever, they'll be gone. Yeah. In 30 years, it'll be, it'll be a figment of of, uh, of the past, la, right? Mm. Ghost of the past. Mm. Uh, don't you feel sad about that though? Yeah, I do feel sad. Uh, I do feel sad, but that's one of those things. La, that's part of that whole knee-jerk reaction. La. Even now, the place where I'm living, uh, in front of me, there's a huge-ass field. Mm. And when I moved in, it was brilliantly empty. La. Yeah, it was oh, like then got these four trees, trees in the middle, and it looked like oh, this is amazing. And now it's like construction nonstop, la. Yeah, there's a yeah. huge development coming up in front, and of course I'm like, Ugh. now I'm like the old uncle near my house. And when I walk down, I see this new BTO coming up. I'm like, what is young people are making everything so crowded? Mm. So I become that that old uncle, mm. But then I think in Singapore, it is inevitable that there's going to be more shit like this, la. Mm. Uh, and then when I remember the history of Marine Parade itself. Mm. The whole, I think, Marine Parade estate, HDB yeah. estate, is all on reclaimed land. Yeah. Uh, and I remember once my mom, because my mom's family was from Malaysia and they spent some time in Singapore before separation, uh, or like shortly after sep- uh, we separated from Malaya. And they used to live in this small place along Sea View, which mm-hmm. is the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the reason it's called Sea View is because it did have a Sea View. Yeah. And then the whole Marine Parade came up. Yeah. So this feels like, okay, this is the same thing happening, but in our lifetime. La. Mm, so mm. to me, I'm like, oh, fuck. Um, if it really has to happen, then it has to happen. Uh. But I do feel sad. I do feel yeah, sad. Because yeah. I think East Coast, same same thing. I also, even though right now it's a very manufactured park and all, there is a lot of sentimental, uh, sentimentality there. Uh. Mm, mm, and I think it's just nice to look into the horizon, even though it's all just ships. But it's just the horizon. Uh, you know? mm, mm. So this one, I guess that will happen on the beach side of this new thing. Uh. Mm, mm. It's like when the 
remember McDonald's at East Coast Park? Mm. That one, the iconic one, mm. when it closed down and all. Uh, there were people, I think it was, I don't know, five, ten years ago or something. Yeah. And there were people rushing there to, because that's where they went on dates, mm. you know, where they met their, their, you know, partners in life and, or spent a lot of times as, as kids with their friends. Yeah, la, there's this nostalgia that comes with it, la, right? Mm. Uh, but yeah, la, I mean, it, it shut down. People made noise, but in the end, 10 years later, we moved on also, la, right? Yeah. To create new memories elsewhere and all. Yeah. Uh, and uh, things like the National Library, the old National Library last time, mm. uh, had to be torn down to make way for, for I think, uh, an overpass plus plus some some parts of the buildings for SMU and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we moved on, right? Yeah. Uh, people, people, they they've created art around that that building. I think there was a Japanese anime that created something about it and all. Mm. Uh, but people move on, that's But that's the sad right? thing about Singapore, yeah. right? It's like in a landscape yeah. place like Singapore, how often can we really preserve stuff? Of course, we get like all those UNESCO heritage sites. We have yeah. what's the term for like shop houses? What? There's a heritage site or something. Is it a heritage site? Or some I term for it. Yeah, heritage. Uh, which really needs to be maintained. But I think that is, unfortunately, the way it is going to be in Singapore. Yeah. At some point, every old piece of land will just be destroyed. There mm, and taken over by a new shit. Yeah. But I mean, at, at the same time, the good thing is like, and this is like having just been at East Coast Park over the weekend. Uh, it's not that you are destroying like, buildings or developments that have been there for like decades, right? Mm. Uh, in fact, I would argue that that, that area is is uh, is quite minimal disruption really. Mm. If you, even you have to vacate all the people who are currently there, it's yeah. mainly all these water sports, bicycle rental shops, lagoon uh, <coughs> village and, and a bunch of other businesses, right? Mm. But I, I think in terms of people living there and creating memories and all that, actually it's not as many. Yeah. Mm. So, in some senses, uh, I, I hopefully maybe hopefully we can see it in our lifetimes, like, right? You mm. know, uh, thirty, forty years, whatever. Uh, but it might become a very vibrant, vibrant uh, part of the the coastline, like, right? Mm. Uh, a bit like how you know, even parts of Sentosa right now. You walk along, uh, yeah, you can say it's cap- very capital capitalist and all that, but it's still a much more enjoyable walk now than it was like maybe 20 years ago or what lah, right mm. uh, like uh, I think the quayside that part especially you know mm. uh, yeah with all the boats of course it's like yeah rich man's playground blah 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 but uh, you can still go there and enjoy a walk there and it's very beautiful and, and nice without mm. having to spend a lot of money or what so, yeah, yeah that's true but but on that note like, I also hope this whole Long Island thing doesn't just become like an elitist playground. Like Keppel, Keppel Bay kind of thing, right? Yeah, or like yeah, the yeah, reflections, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. then that would suck. Because mm. I do hope it is a mix of like public and private housing, residential. Mm. So that is the nice thing about East Coast Park right now is that it feels very accessible, yeah, right? Yeah. Even if you don't live there, you can go there, you can sit on the park, you can enjoy yourself. If this one, especially, you know, for like these Long Island things where... It's almost like an entry point, right? You can yeah. you can designate entry points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then if it becomes gazetted and all, that is when it's like, yo, man, don't mm. do this. Yeah. You know, yeah. because you're literally taking away what people can experience now, which is the edge of Singapore and almost like putting it behind a gate. Which is parts of Sentosa, yeah, like yeah. the quayside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, you can walk along there, or, mm. but there's certain points where it's like the best view from 
key site yeah. is behind like a gated community. Yeah, yeah exactly. And that, that kind of annoys me that they couldn't like create a park or something that's more public that mm. is outside of the private areas yeah. that, that people can still access. Like. So you walk up to a certain point and then you see some, uh, you know, some probably expatriates, uh, you know, doing yoga in their private little... Just like a fence between you and them, right? Yeah, yeah, essentially, yeah. 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 It's, it's gated, right? It's not, that means it's not access, accessible to the public. But then think about all the money launderers. They also need a place to stay, right? Everyone needs a place to stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I agree with you, the correct, that I'm, I'm really hoping it doesn't become like this gated community that's only accessible to people with money. Of course, there will be private developments yeah, in there. Yeah. But that's where you, you're planning, you can put public parks and accessible areas next to it. Because the, the thing I hate most when I travel to, to other countries or so is sometimes just pri- the concept of the private beach. Mm. You know, obviously, yeah, like, it's nice to have the beach to yourself in the resort and all, but it always makes me feel like, wow, how does it feel as a local when you see people, you know, just yeah. foreigners just doing the thing in their own private beach and you are not able to access the place even though it's your country and all that. Like, right? Yeah, yeah. And I it mean, always this, irks me. Yeah. And also because this one, the, the beach right now is public, right? Then if you're basically at a concert, you got yeah. the best tickets ready, you know. Then these people just come and stand in front of you. Mm. And they mm. take what you had, you know, which was the unblocked view of like Taylor Swift, you know. But but doesn't that doesn't that go against uh what you just said? What? Because these people paid for the best view. And then like these people who never pay any money in the, the general public just come <laughs> and then they have the same view. <laughs> wow, that makes you upset. Doesn't that doesn't that go against what you just said just been talking about? But I mean, they technically still have a. Uh, if they want to move, yeah. Okay, so I know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no. So, so, so the thing is, like, right now, especially for for uh, wait, uh, bro, good point. Yeah. Because I, I guess what you're saying is that yeah. it shouldn't be just because you can pay, then you get the, then you get the hundred percent best view, like, right? It shouldn't be that way, like. Am I saying that? Yeah, no. As in, like, it, it should still be like um because like right now that. Are there along this whole stretch? Are there? I don't know whether there are like HDB or public housing that will. I th- I think they are. Oh yeah, actually yeah, no, they uh, are. They yeah, are yeah. the whole of Marine Crescent, Marine yeah, Terrace, yeah, yeah. and all right. So then, if what becomes in front of them is fully private, then that is like literally taking yeah. away something that was more publicly accessible yeah. to private lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, you also get a bunch of condos along East Coast. Mm. Uh, but in in that sense. I know some uh, arguments for this is also that, uh, especially for, you know, when people are thinking about all the freehold property there, uh, if you are banking on 50 years down the road, your property price continually increasing mm-hmm. without a CV, will it, will it lose any value? But then with the rising sea levels, then the risk of, of water coming in and flooding is also going to be an issue on with regards to your property prices. Right? Mm-hmm. So I think it goes both ways. The, 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 the main thing is, I hope this adds to the general, the the things that the general public can enjoy as opposed to takes away from it. Mm, mm. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's important. Yeah. Uh, we didn't even talk about marine life. La. Yeah, marine life exactly. is going to be affected for sure. Yeah. Um. I mean, how how sad do you feel about that? Or you just like, whatever, man. Mm. Oh, so I, I remember my, my point just now before I go to the oh, marine okay, life. Okay, sorry, Basically, yeah. what I was saying is that for people who go to the beach now, they have an unblocked view of the sea. Mm. But mm. if, so not even the people staying there. But yeah. the thing is, if this thing comes up, that was where the analogy of like at the concert, someone comes oh, and stand okay, in front. Okay, okay. Yeah, because right now you don't need to pay to enjoy a sea view. Like. Yeah, but yeah. in future, if that changes, then that's not that's yeah. not fair. Like. But yes, the marine life. Um, yeah, it sounds like there will be a shit ton of impact. Like. For sure. Like, for right. sure. Yeah. 
So I don't know. Like uh, I think I read some stat that about sixty percent of of Singapore's coral has already been lost to reclamation. Mm. Uh, and I think over the years, slowly it has come back. Yeah. Uh, but it also has to come back in forms let, that are not a three meter crocodile. Because if mm. you're a three meter crocodile, mm. you come back. Yeah, sorry. You yeah you too, too bad. bad yeah too bad. Yeah. Um, pay enough money for to 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 camp there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So the marine life does does that think do you think there's a huge risk there? There is uh, but I mean Singapore has had a track record of like oh, okay, big risk to marine life. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll do our best to get around it. And we'll I mean there are best. the truth is there are realities to the fact we are land scarce and and everything like right. Yeah. And uh. I think I the 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 people take bigger issue when you destroy big masses of forests mm. as opposed to you know like uh see, you know, see that right because maybe uh you don't you don't you know, outside out but you don't see like what's in underwater as much like, yeah, right? yeah uh there definitely will be impact on the marine life around the area and uh, but hopefully it also gives I think I was seeing like some interviews where the conservationists were also saying that hopefully it gives opportunities like right to to create new areas mm. of for marine life to thrive or so like mm. uh, a bit like how otters you know have have sort of made singapore their home mm. right, and become part of our the fabric of our, our, our the the animal life in in singapore so like right mm-hmm. and now you see chickens everywhere so do you yeah. notice yeah, yeah everywhere is chickens everywhere. everywhere they're almost like I, I used to only see like maybe one or two and it'd be like, whoa, hey, look, chicken. Now it's like, uh-huh, oh, everywhere. Well, it's chicken cross the road, whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, then apparently in the stretch between Tanamera and East Coast, uh, like there's one species of turtle also. Oh, that, really? That oh, yeah, 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 there yeah, quite yeah, often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's awesome. So, so in this case, like what you said, one thing that I did read somewhere also is that when they're thinking about the interface between the open sea and whatever development this is, yeah, there will be more thought that could be put into being more environmentally friendly. Like. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's more thought. Like. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, yeah. that comes to pass. Um, but I know during these technical studies, um, according to even the website, the URA website, there is going to be a lot of feasibility studies. Like, and they're inviting uh, members of the public, uh, 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 lob- like the non-profit organizations, environmental groups to participate. Like. Mm-hmm. And there's literally a link there where you can sign up. Yeah. So I think if yeah if you feel strongly about it you, you just need to speak up speak up man yeah speak up and I mean the URA website actually is quite interesting you know? they got like mm. the whole identity corridors which this is what it's called the five identity corridors you know Terence what they are I have no clue uh it is just like um like the, the, you know that whole walkable streets and all that there's the mm. there's the Thompson Kalang corridor there's the rail corridor there's the inner ring Mm. Southern Ridges Corridor and East Coast. Mm. So they're all called the Identity Corridors. Wow. Parents. Nice. Uh, yeah, so interesting. La. And then the Long Island. Oh, so the other option instead of the Long Island was another equally creative name called the Long Wall. <laughs> the Long Wall, which is where they build up walls uh, uh, around the current East Coast la, that are three yeah. meters high. Yeah. But yeah, that was not, it feel like a prison. Yeah. And then there's like yeah. shaping a heat resilient city. So so interesting like because these things are all gonna be like fifty year plans. Yeah. So yeah. In it's our hard, yeah, it's quite quite a challenge to to think of time in like fifty years like, because it's beyond maybe even beyond your own life uh life lifetime like, right. And, mm. and that's where you gotta make you gotta make this cost benefit analysis for the next generation of people. Yeah, you know, man. Like what it would be like for your kids to grow up 
uh, hey, let's go and hang out at the East Coast Reservoir, you know, uh, or like, yeah, yeah, you know, the kind of thing. Long Island. Long Island, yeah, let's go uh, hang out at Long Island, drink Long Island tea and, and everything. Terrence, that was, uh, <laughs> how long you been waiting to say that, yeah? No, no, no they just kidding me, oh just kidding God, me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just try. That's another reference Long on Long Island. Island uh, uh, yeah. yeah, And now it'll take on a very different thing, a Long Island Tetarik. Yeah, that's No, but yeah, must, must, uh, Pulau Panjang Tetarik. Uh, Pulau yeah, Panjang yeah. Tetarik. But yeah, yeah it, they need to change the name. La. I hope so. They need yes. to change the name. But yeah, uh, you know, uh, new ways of uh, doing old things. That seems to be a very common theme these days, la, right? Mm. We we don't rest on our laurels and do things the same old way. Yeah. And that even applies to Taipeng. Yes. And why why is there now a, bit, a little bit of a ruckus about one particular place that is serving Taipeng? Uh, because, <laughs> yeah, so it's this place in Alexandra mm. uh, and they recently got a lot of uh, pushback because, I mean, they offer 42 dishes, right? Mm. Uh, and when you go to order... Yeah, like you see them lined up in trays and all. Mm. Uh, but they've been getting backlash because customers are having to pay like ten to twenty dollars for their meals. Yeah. Because when you choose an item, they mm. actually charge by weight. Yeah. And it's a standard cost. Hundred grams of each dish is three dollars and ninety eight cents. Mm. Mm. So they've been getting blowback because people are saying, "Hey, how come chai peng so fucking expensive?" Yeah. And yeah. then the eatery, they they say they are not. A mixed rice store. They are actually a Chinese restaurant. Mm, mm. Uh, and they yeah, they're called uh, 100 Greens. Yeah. Uh, and they only opened two months ago. Yeah. And yeah, they serve 42 dishes and they got like pickled bullfrog and stuff like that. Frog, yeah. Frog legs or something. Yeah. So, so uh, don't forget the rice, porridge and drinks are uh, free of charge. Oh. Yeah. Free flow, free of charge. Yeah. So it was just interesting like, because I mean the literally the, th- the title of the the uh Article okay lah. So mm. the title article is this hundred grams for three ninety eight Chinese restaurant in Alexandra raises eyebrows for charging dishes by weight. There's no mention of chai peng lah. But but yeah, what made you want to talk about this, Terence? Uh, I think because yeah, people are unhappy. The Google reviews is like I think of the restaurant now is at two point nine. Oh, is it? 9 stars. A lot of people are unhappy with like uh yeah the fact that there's a there's a sticker shock right. Uh, mm. They're very shocked by the final price. And uh, yeah, but the restaurant owner is doubling down, not say doubling <coughs> down, but he is defending it saying that they are not a, a Taipung restaurant. They're not economy rice restaurant. They are a restaurant with a very different kind of business model, like, which uh, remember when we are speaking about the Alaskan crab, the Alaskan crab uh, fiasco that happened a few months ago mm. where where the, a Japanese tourist uh, reported to police that he felt he was scammed by a restaurant that served uh, Alaskan crab and yeah. he did not know that the price was so much because they went by weight, la, right? Yeah. So you take that and then you put it, apply it to Taipeng, right? Yeah. Which we are so used to, like, oh, you point at this, you point at that, you point at that and you, know, you pay based on what dishes you choose. Not, you don't pay based on the weight, la, right? Mm. Whereas this one, they've taken the model of like, you pay for the weight. La. I mean, you can see exactly what you want. You take however much you want, but you pay based on the weight. La. Mm. And it's all uniform, regardless of vegetables or what. So, the pro- restaurant probably has done some calculations like, okay, this is how much uh, 100 grams of, uh, you know, frog leg or what I can uh, I can put out there and how uh, how much it will cost, like, right? Mm. Versus 100 grams of like uh, some long beans or whatever. So they've done the calculations, they've done their, their, their measurements and what works for them as a business. Yeah. And now it's the consumers coming back and saying, hey, this is like uh, almost 
I mean, in some ways, they're almost saying like it's deceitful, like, right? They mm. thought they were, it was self-service economy rice. It's supposed to be economy rice means it's, means it's meant to be cheap. But like, do they right? market themselves as self-service economy rice? No, that's the thing. They don't. Uh. They say they are a Chinese restaurant that, that goes on this model of charging by weight, like, right? Yeah. So people are complaining about it. And I'm, I, I guess the debate here is like, should you be complaining about it if, and or you should you just be reading the fine print and understanding better? Yeah, because actually the interesting thing is like which I discovered only when when we decided to talk about it is that it's mm. self serve, right? Mm, mm, so you and that's where it's actually quite an interesting model because you're saying yeah. you pick whatever you want. Yeah, we won't measure the rice because that's yeah. free flow. We'll just measure. You can even choose twenty different dishes, like one tablespoon of each. Yeah, we yeah. don't care. Yeah, we don't care. Yeah, we just pay. So, but. Okay, so this is where also like the um, websites that cover it, like I'm looking at this article on one of those food um, review mm. sites mm. in Singapore. Yeah. It literally says this self-service Chaipeng Cafe in Alexandra has 60 dishes to choose from and free flow rice. Mm. And if you look at the picture, I mean, it is it is a restaurant. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It is a sit-down sit down cafe restaurant. So when people complain, I don't know, man. It's yeah. a bit hard to empathize here. Yeah. No, because yeah, um, to me, it's like, you talk about transparency of the prices and all. To me, this is actually a lot more transparent yeah. than the Alaskan crab situation we talked about. Because is there 100 grams costs $3.98. You take what you want, but you just know that the weight of it is like that. Um, of course, you could say, uh, you know, maybe what they should do is provide a weighing scale for people to sort of understand how much they're taking. Mm. Then then that one is, a, I think it's a process issue, like, right? But in overall, in terms of what the business model is, in some ways, it's more transparent than even like when you sometimes go to a nasi padang store, then you order one meat and one veg and then it comes out to what, $17 or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And you don't know because the meat was some special thing that they prepared or something like that. I think that is less transparent than this. Like this one, you know exactly how much the price is already and, and it's up to you to gauge based on the weight, like, right? Mm. So yeah, I, I actually don't find that big a deal and I don't understand why people are complaining about it. Considering also that a lot of times you go to a Japanese restaurant or a Korean restaurant or what, you pay $16, $17. That's like for a dish, that's like almost normal. Like a ramen, $16. People pay those kind of prices. After you finish, you're still hungry. Yeah. Right. But these people are comparing it to the Taipung that you find at like kopitiams or, or thing when it's I don't think it's, it really is like maybe okay maybe how it was written about in a in in an article um, could have been stated differently but mm. also there's maybe that's not the fault of the restaurant either like, right it's that's the most clickbaity title that the writer of the article or the food reviewer could find um, because people are familiar with Taipung but the restaurant itself is it's a restaurant like, right yeah. it doesn't pre- pretend to be a Taipung store like. Yeah. With an auntie that you point, point, like, or point, point rice, like, right? Your auntie <laughs> who serves you when you point. No, that's like, it's self-service. The price is there. It's, I, I feel it's transparent, right? But maybe there's one of those things where, that when it's too transparent, also not good. Why? Oh, yeah. I think it's just human psychology. Like. Also because, okay, so, so this is where like, one of those things like, okay, let's say if you were setting up a restaurant, Terrence, and you yeah. wanted to serve like 60 dishes mm-hmm. of your, of your people's cuisine. Yeah. Right. My people's. Your people's cuisine. Singaporean cuisine. Yeah. How about that? Singaporean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah la, that's, that's what I meant. La. What yeah, were you yeah, thinking? Yeah, my people's. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Your people's Singaporean. Sure, sure. Singaporean yeah. cuisine. How would you how would you market it? Or like how would you think about the arrangement or like the way you do would you so what I'm getting at is that when they were setting up this cafe, you think they were brilliant enough to know that okay, if we do this, there will be backlash. But honestly now I want to try the restaurant. 
Mm. Uh, because I mean, the food looks pretty good. Yeah. Um, you think they and were it's quite exotic, quite yeah. quite exotic dishes yeah. you can get that you wouldn't normally get at any typical type of place. Exactly. So, so then do you think they were brilliant enough to know? Let's 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 you know kind of like put a twist on the chai peng concept. Yeah, there'll be people who complain, but it'll market the restaurant mm. or whether it's just an innocent thing. They're like, okay, we have sixty dishes. Let's put it display it in the most like simple minimalist way possible, which almost replicates like a chai peng stall. Mm. Because in some sense, if you are attracting people who are expecting chai peng and then kind of like hammering them with this this meal, this meal price, is that is that a are they wrong to do that? Because mm. you're almost like almost marketing something like building on like leveraging the understanding around a certain way of eating or a certain dish, bringing in the customers, but then hitting them with a with a price. Um. That, I mean, that one is a bit hard to say, right? Because mm. I think the Chai Peng restaurant, what, what, what makes a Chai Peng restaurant, right? Actually, Chai Peng means what? Like Chai Peng? Rice and vegetables. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Chai, chai is rice, uh, vegetables and Peng is rice, right? So rice and vegetables. I think one of the elements of of, uh, of a Chai Peng restaurant, uh, a Chai Peng, whatever, uh, that makes it a Chai Peng place. Mm. I think one big part is the auntie. There's an auntie there who who serves you, like, right? Because there have been literally people who've written about how to get more rice or more food from a Thai Peng restaurant by, by even by the way that you point at a, a dish. Like, apparently, like if you leave your finger pointing there longer, they apparently <laughs> give, give you, you more psychologically, <laughs> like people say. Uh, and and you know they, <clears throat> they 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 say to you know whether to get meat or to get veg first. That also matters. The order at which you point at the mm-hmm. dishes matters. So I think that 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 play between the Thai Peng uh, auntie and, and yourself, that's a big part of what the Thai Peng restaurant is. Like. Mm. The moment it becomes self-serve, like it, it, and all that, then that that to me is then it's no longer so much Thai Peng already. Mm. The idea of there's no pointing at something for someone to take for you. So I would think of this more akin to a a buffet, like a, a more buffet kind of style, or or even like the compare it more to the mala kind of style where you have to be very conscious of uh, how much how much ingredients you're taking and I would say that that's in the last 5 to 10 years Singaporeans have gotten more familiar with mala already and and the fact that you take if you take a lot of things even as vegetables it can be very expensive like, right mm. so I would I, I wouldn't say that they are being deceitful that way in fact they are it's closer to a mala store kind of model than it is a taipung store like. mm. to me like, to me no, I, don't know, sense. I don't know whether you feel that they are being deceitful, like trying to market. Because I, I, I think your point is that they are like taking advantage of the fact that people are familiar with Thai mm. and they might not know that, oh, there's sticker shock, you know. Yeah. Sticker shock. Like they, they, they might not know that, oh, they might have to pay more for certain things. But I feel like what they are doing is more adapting the mala business model for what Thai Peng is. La. Yeah. I mean, I think even as I was saying it, it was a bit tough to convince my own self. Mm. Because in mm. on one hand, they like what you said. They are very transparent about the pricing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even when you check out on your own, there is a weighing scale there. Yeah, I don't yeah. know whether like in the middle you put one dish you can weigh a bit, or yeah. you bring your own weighing scale. <laughs> like, you know those kitchen weighing yeah, scales yeah, yeah, you put. Yeah. You're like, okay, okay, this one. I only want to spend like I think there's a minimum ten dollars or something. Mm-hmm. So there are ways to be a lot more accurate about it. But yeah, like what you said, mala or even the the precursor to mala, yong, yong tau fu uh, yeah. You know, like I've yeah. been hit when I order yong tau fu then like twelve dollars. Like, you know it's on you because yeah. they say seven pieces is this anything above that will be like yeah uh, so I don't think 
Yong Tau Fu or Mala has gotten backlash for like yeah. being exorbitant. Like, in fact, Yong Tau Fu is a, a good uh, parallel because like they put the the pieces there, right? Let's say they want sausage or what, but they will cut the sausage in a way that it makes sense for them economically. Like, like mm. whether they cut it into a half or what. Then you take one one piece of that half, that's considered a piece. Yeah, right? a piece, yeah, yeah. yeah, so they've really done their own internal calculations of what constitutes uh, one piece. Already. Yeah, yeah. So in some ways, this is also... Um, this is this is closer to that 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 Yong Tau Fu model like, yeah, right? yeah. Than, than anything else out there. Yeah, and and that's why that's why I'm curious. Like even when the articles write about it, they said, "Oh, okay, we managed, we settled on like you know a plate with Mapo tofu, century egg, steam egg with shrimp, stir fried mushrooms, blah blah." And the cost of our plate amounted to twenty one fifteen. It was shocking. We know, but I mean, like so that's where yes, if it's a restaurant, if it's a cafe. If the size size portion is good, you get free drinks, free rice. Twenty one fifteen for two people, no? Yeah, it's it's like pretty decent in yeah. in the modern Singapore, la, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where, yeah. In fact, I think this restaurant is pretty smart. Yeah, in fact, I would say that um, this kind of like business model appeals to a a certain kind of uh diner, la, right? Mm. The kind that likes to try a little bit of everything, right? Mm. I don't know. I'm sure you know people. So basically, girlfriends like, and wives. Yeah, like I don't say. I don't say. Oh, okay. It, well, I didn't want this to be about a session for Harish to complain about his wife and all. Hey, no, but, no, 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 okay, no. Okay, I'm talking about okay, no. that. Was so, is that your experience with your wife when like she just wants to try a little bit of everything? I mean, I wouldn't say my wife lah, <laughs> but people in my life lah. People you dated. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> people you've been in official relationships with <laughs> wink wink like how many of them hmm. but go on Terrence go on but yeah there, there, there are people who want to try a little bit of everything yeah. like just, even just a tiny morsel they don't want to like commit to like like one yeah, like, yeah. A big chunk of a dish which is a lot of time like, I'm that that commit to a big chunk one, uh. yeah. to me it's like okay the type I order this give me a, a lot of it you know yeah. like, even if it's not good uh, at least let me like you know, like it'll be like Netflix, uh, you, you don't watch watch, watch, watch three, four episodes, <laughs> then you say that you don't like it. Like, don't give me that half an episode and then tell me you don't like it already. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so yeah, but there are some people who really like a little bit of everything. Mm. Are you are you the one which one are you? I'm the, the first. Bit, I'm the first. A little bit of everything. Oh no, no, the one that oh, I would rather yeah, 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 big yeah. chunks. And that's why yeah. like the first initially I know when we go out when I go out with friends and all, then you know it's like, oh let's order a bunch of dishes and share, right? Yeah. I was always like tapas, 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 I, tapas is like, oh, yeah, I cannot take it. You also right? <laughs> I cannot I cannot tapas. I cannot I, I think I've grown to like it. And when there's smaller people, sure, but I just want my own dish. Yeah. My whole my own world, I can just deal with it and yeah. no external influence. But tapas, yeah, I cannot take tapas because by the time you realize, hey, this is nice, I really enjoy it. Finish it's finished yeah. with you. Then you're like, bloody hell, I have to pay another, like, buy another dish just to enjoy a little bit of more of it. Yeah, and because, because tapas is small, like, yeah, right? Yeah, like, one yeah, piece of literally. garlic, roasted garlic, and then, yeah. like, everybody gets half a piece of garlic yeah, or some yeah. shit like then that. Then, yeah, you, like, a little, cut it up, like, you feel like, you know, those... Like when you watch like the the pianist, there's a scene where they take out this little candy and then they cut it up into six pieces. <laughs> and each person in the family. That's how I feel when I eat tapas. But tzu are different, like tzu the sizes are a bit more, like, right? Tzu-tza, you mean dim sum or, or no? Like tzu la tzu You know, you buy all. Tzu yeah, tzu is family sharing. It's a yeah. big, big portion. But in fact, most of the time, there's always uh oh, everyone got a paise piece, like Then then yeah. I usually not paise. I just eat. But it, I think when I was younger and like when we eat our cousins, you know, everybody's growing up, so everybody's ravenous, like. The oh, yeah, moment yeah, one yeah, plate yeah, comes. Wow. You have to yeah. whack, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now when I eat with like uh, my extended family or like like in-laws and all, typically I'm the one 
eating the the, the last the few most, pieces. Like. Uh, yeah, the most. Yeah, yeah. so that, then I'm cool. Then yeah, I don't yeah, need yeah. to worry like, okay, I'm not going to taste everything. Yeah. But yeah, I'm like you. I prefer you just give me these two, three things. I can just, my own like bubble. Uh, then dim sum, dim sum you, okay. Dim, dim sum. sum okay also lah. Like I think now I've gotten to appreciate it more. Mm. Uh, and also knowing that like when I, just so happens in the groups that I eat now, like normally we will order enough or mm. like there's no, there's no like royal rumble like Every man yeah, for himself, yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, in fact, yeah, because dim sum, like a lot of times, the dishes come. Oh, there's you know that there's all oh, these three pieces yeah, of this bowl. Yeah. Okay, you want so everybody get one. Okay, yeah. then and you, you decide. Take two, then. you fuck off. Yeah, like, you fuck off. Yeah, you asshole. Why are you going to take two? <laughs> yeah. Now you go and buy the next one. Yeah, dim yeah. sum. I think can is clear, but the problem with tapas is sometimes it's like you order, then you don't know there's like, just yeah. one sliver of a fish or something. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, that's the part exactly. that I don't like. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean. Yeah, la, but but I I've also become better at dealing with that in age. La. So for As you, in for dealing with being not sharing, being the, sharing, not being an annoying person at the yeah, table. Sharing, sharing, sharing. <laughs> no, I'm the guy who complains about about tapas. I, I think I am. Yeah, yeah. So sure. that means this kind of place, like you don't need to be able to taste like eleven different things, lah. Yeah, to me it's like yeah, I, I prefer to like okay, I commit to like three or four and I know that okay, sizable amounts for me. Because yeah. if you taste a little bit of everything and you really like one thing, yeah. then you cannot scratch that itch. Yeah. Your right. stomach is the size of a fist. That's all that's as much food as you can squeeze in there already. Mm. To me it's like you commit then yeah, la, either you like or you didn't like the meal. La. Don't like, you know, try to have a little bit of everything. Yeah. And like even if you get three that maybe you don't like, you make it work, la, you know? Make it work. Make you it make work. it work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas you know, try eleven different things. Yeah. The 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 funny thing is uh in the Google reviews I saw like people are saying uh one tip is don't don't put all the sauce la. The sauce. Oh the weight, is it? That's up, man. Don't put yeah, cause that the, the gravy the, the gravy adds the weight. What then. the fuck? So, so man. it seems like there's techniques to to you know, like make sure that you get the, the best bang for your buck or so la. Yeah. Oh, yeah. but but the reviews actually yeah, not very not very encouraging. Eh? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But uh yeah, overall I, I don't understand or at least maybe I, I don't get why people are so upset or by the prices and all that. No, I'm not saying that. It's cheap by any standards. It's I, but you would pay a lot of times. You go to restaurants. You know you would pay the equivalent for just one dish or so, like, right? Yeah. A pasta or a Japanese meal or something like that, like, Right. Yeah, I I think it's just people going with the with expectations of Taipung. Like. That is Taipung meant to be Taipung prices, and I'm like, even you look at the pictures, it's not a Taipung kind of place. That's yeah. like, uh, and I've seen the apparently the systems. You have to get a seat first, then you can go and queue for your food. Oh. Which uh, I actually like that. I appreciate that a lot. A lot. Uh, there, there are places I go to where they enforce like you can only buy your food if you have a seat. Uh, yeah, or you can only have a seat if you've bought your food. Uh, uh, which I'm starting to see a little bit more of, and I appreciate those places because I, you know, you and I are not fans of the chopping system, yeah. la, right? Which I I find very inefficient, la, right? Yeah. So so I I appreciate this restaurant also enforcing that kind of rule. So. Yeah, who knows? Maybe I'll go and actually go and try out this restaurant for myself. Yeah, that's right. Give it a good review if <laughs> if it's good. If it's good. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, because yeah. even I'm really one of you. Super duper expensive chop fun. I'd ever try in my whole life. Yeah, chop fun is it? Uh, I think it's a certain dish, la. Yeah, I'm not sure. Chop fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, th- I think that also refers to like gravy rice or something. Oh, gravy rice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Chop fun. But yeah, so I mean, hundred grains, Alexandra Road. Yeah, mm. see, yeah, maybe I'll go and try. Isn't it like, isn't there that, that uh, the Ang Mo mixed rice restaurant called Green? So, yes, like green, but right? that's Ang Mo mixed rice. Uh. Not say mixed rice, la, but it's like, it's like you can choose what dishes you want and then 
Is and it? it? I think the people on the CBD eat it a lot, grain or something like that, right? I think. Yeah, I think it used to be for consumers, but then I thought it went all oh, it went all, all okay, B2B, okay, okay, okay. like meals yeah, yeah. on demand, meal plan, as well oh, as okay, catering. Okay, okay. But yeah, grain at some point, they did do that, but not anymore. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure those were not cheap. La. Those were not type of prices mm. or so. But you never thought... No, like daily cut. Uh, yes, daily cut. I think daily maybe I was thinking of daily yeah, cut. But yeah. when you say 100 grains, I thought of grain. But yeah, daily yeah, cut. Isn't daily that... Cut. It's, I mean, like what? $15, yeah, $12, $15, $15 per... But or expectation, like rice expectation. <laughs> you get rosemary roasted chicken, you know. Yeah, yeah. You get like sous vide egg, no, Terrence. Yeah. Doesn't matter you got like bitter god with egg. This one sous vide egg, uh, four dollars. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. problem. No problem. Yeah. And then the, the person serving you must wear like a denim apron. Or it something, must be like, jacked, uh, jacked. Either jacked yeah, or tattoos, got tattoos. tattoos. <laughs> then I will pay four dollars. Then fucking tattoo premium, man. Yeah, tattoo premium. That too premium, yeah. But isn't that like, isn't that classist? It's more the, classist than racist than anything. It's right? the expectation. I mean, this thing, yeah, looks 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 cool, man. Yeah. Looks cool. Funny. Yeah, man. But yeah, uh, speaking of like, people's comments and all, mm. we will focus on the more positive ones. Yes. Uh, what is your one shot comment? Uh, do, do you have yours? I need to pull mine up. Uh, okay. Uh, wait, uh, yes. so, let me just pull up. So I, I, yeah, there, there was something, something on Reddit, uh, mm. posted by, I think a new, new Reddit commenter, Yaden, mm. Y-A-T-H-E-N, oh no, Yaden, yeah. I don't know why, why I went with the Indian accent, mm. um, Yaden, so basically they were, they, they were watching a CNA documentary and there was one part where the chef said, omelette. Mm, mm. and then um, he or she commented that maybe I might not be alone I just need to find more omelette users mm. uh, of course the first comment uh, was that's just not right tsk, tsk, tsk. so basically mm-hmm. I think somewhere else on our Reddit also someone highlighted that uh, the whatchamacallit the omelette omelette discussion uh, yeah like apparently like the omelette is like a, a British way of saying it I don't know but um yeah, even the other day when I was with my uh, was it, was it my in-laws, I said, oh, can, why don't we get the omelette? All of them were like, what was that? <laughs> They're like, guys, I'm part of your family now already. That's how I say omelette. Okay, but um, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, isn't, yeah, you are the minority in that. Yeah, minority, that correct, correct. So will you conform or? No, I won't. I'm going to double down. You're going to double down. Uh, double down. And, and, and risk upsetting your, your in-laws and everything. Uh, what does it upset like? It just uh, it's fodder for conversation like fodder for conversation. <laughs> but that was my one short comment from Yaden. Yeah. What about um, you, man? Uh, also, I think a new Reddit or at least uh, first time we're featuring a comment. Captain Black Chest on Reddit mm. uh, was commenting on that episode that we did about uh, the law for president holding international roles, which mm. was episode four sixty. He says, "I quite enjoyed this episode." As a fellow Singaporean concerned about where supermajority is heading towards, uh, I can't help but feel concerned. Uh, and he says that, you know, it's not just about in parliament. Uh, it happens everywhere, in schools, in the workplace, where, where you know, the loud majority makes a decision. So he's saying that we need to be more vocal and have strength to present a differing view. We get shot down, then so what? We share our real thoughts and sleep better at night, regardless if we're ridiculed or made a target. Mm. So I, I, yeah, you know, welcome to listening to the thing. But yeah, I think that's a big point about uh, our podcast, right? Mm. Like we, you know, encourage people to, you know, listen to what 
majority views are, but also think about, okay, the contrarian side or just the opposing side and yeah, weigh for yourself whether it's, it's uh, you know, it's whether you believe it or not. Like. But, and I think we're all better after having discussions like that. Like, mm, right? Mm, yeah. Mm. And, and I mean, there's no, it's not illegal to have your own thoughts. Like. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's what you do with the thoughts sometimes that can be illegal. But yeah, never stop thinking. Yeah, never um, stop thinking. Yeah, never stop thinking. That's right. Uh, what, what about your one shook thing, man? Uh, my one shook thing is actually just sort of adding on to something that uh, I had as one shook thing, but I did not actually experience. And now I experienced it, I, I can say that, you know, people should try it. Mm. It's actually the Squid Game uh, reality show. Uh, I think I wanted, I had it as a one shook thing just because uh, we knew the person who was participating the in Singaporean it. Singaporean guy. Yeah. yeah, so I actually said I'll watch episode one just to see him in it. I watched episode one and I did not see him in it. Mm. I couldn't find him. I really looked, I really looked like in the background and see, I did not see him at all. Uh, but I ended up, the show was a pretty, uh, I mean, interesting watch also. Mm. They, they, I, I've realized what they, they, what's quite interesting is that they really play on the, you know, obviously the the challenges, the games are fun, right? And like, it's it's kind of pays off. Like, if you've watched Squid Game before, mm. then they play the Delgona game where they have to lick the biscuit and try to make it wet so they can cut a certain yeah. slice of it. Yeah. But like, for example, there was the drama there where people got to choose which shape that they that their team would get, right? And everyone knows that the umbrella shape is the hardest, yeah, you know, yeah. the hardest to do. And it is the hardest, right? Yeah. So, yeah, they get people to choose which shape they get. And if you don't manage to choose, then you all get eliminated at one goal, you know. Uh. So, there's a lot of, uh, there's a dynamics of, of um, uh, that you see people really arguing with each other about these things. Uh, but you mean the teams argue with each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. About all these, the team leaders uh. argue with each other about who chooses what. And <clears throat> you see a lot of uh, American-ish playground politics uh. mm. the jock you know obviously like you know like uh, gets his way and then the quieter guy doesn't and then you know the sassy guy you know argues with the old lady about about things and all mm. so yeah you, you see that very American reality TV stuff uh, going on in a very Korean TV show context uh. mm. so yeah it's, it's, it's I wouldn't say it's the most entertaining thing but given that everyone almost like the whole world was quite invested in Squid Game at one point in time uh, there's a lot of uh, payback, uh, payoffs mm. to the, the things that you've watched there. But do you agree with what the, some of the comments about how it took itself too seriously? Um, In that sense, I mean, would, uh, they're kind of cheesy, right? Like the whole thing is kind of cheesy. Like they mm. built the whole set of like even the staircase, you know, the crisscrossing yeah. multicolor staircase. You know, they built that and, and were like, you know, escorting people through it. You know? But it's always uh, interesting to see how people in, big groups interact with each other. Mm. There, and sometimes you have preconceived uh, notions about who certain people are and then it surprises. They, 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 I think the show does a pretty good job of surprising you. Mm. And I think one thing that, that uh, one element that they took from the show that feels very present in this reality show is that the randomness of some of the eliminations and all that. Uh, Reflection of what life is like, right? Sometimes it's just random that you die and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, and they, they, they have that, that aspect is very, is very uh, clear and present. So are you going to watch the second episode? Yeah, I've really gone, like I watched three or four episodes. Oh, already. is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not one of those things you really need to concentrate and uh, watch all the time, but you can have it playing while doing stuff. And all how that. long is the episode? I think an hour or so. Oh, yeah. shit. 
and they introduced new games also lah. There aren't there weren't in the original series. Mm-hmm. That also uh, won't, no spoilers lah, but very random in in how they eliminate people. So wow, interesting. Yeah, interesting. Cool. Uh, my one short thing is this channel that I've come across called uh, Natalie Lin. Okay. Uh, she's an American, I guess, filmmaker kind of thing. Yeah. And she her YouTube channel has been around for like eight years and mm-hmm. at first there were like pranks and slowly it moved towards more like vloggy stuff and then I think last year she had one video um, I spent my life savings to travel in a van mm-hmm. and after that there were like um, seven videos la, like um, every few months about her van life la. Okay. and I actually thought it was very nicely filmed with a mix mm-hmm. of like stuff that I can imagine she's shooting with her phone, got some Casey Neistat influence also. Uh. But it was a very calming, kind of talking through how she decided to embark on the van life thing, looking for the van. Mm. And the way it's shot is quite cinematic and nice. La. So I chanced upon this because... Cinematic? Uh. Cinematic, oh. man. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Why? Why? Why, Terrence? Huh? Why? You uh, don't think I'm a cinematic person? La? No, no, no. It's, it's uh, usually... Yeah, you don't normally talk about like oh YouTuber, YouTuber, the visuals, cinematic, very nice and all that. I don't talk about people. Don't you talk you about. don't talk about that, right? Yeah, so people can change lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just yeah. I'm sort of like laughing. Oh wow, we've we reached that stage where you know Harish is like oh he wants a chill, like uh, what's the term? Uh? I think slow living, slow living, slow living uh, kind of thing. Uh. The huga is it huga? Yeah, huga is a da- Danish term for slow living. Slow living. Oh, I, I don't know, but yeah. Um and. And I mean, like, it's it's creatively filmed and it's a mix of, like, just screen grabs from a screen. And I chanced upon it because I saw and one of the newsletters I subscribed to, they were saying she's holding a live event for the eighth episode of her Van Life series, like, called mm. Borderless. Yeah. But I just thought, oh, shit. Uh, I always like finding some new channel where I thought, yeah, actually, this is quite interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, Natalie Lin. I, I like, I like, I've been, yeah, recent years, I also like this kind of, uh, YouTubers mm. who don't necessarily it's not about productivity or like mm, you know, mm. being the best or hustling and all that yeah and it's just this is a slice of my life yeah but also packaged in a very uh, nice way like yeah, cinematic yeah. way that and unique la. yeah then you can just follow them on the journey yeah. it's calming when you watch it yeah you it's calming it's you don't calming. walk away like okay I call to action I need to do this and this in my life that kind of thing like, yeah right? or you don't think like oh shit uh, what am I doing in my life yeah, yeah. shit yeah so uh, yeah, so yeah, it's cool. It's a uh, compared to like you watch a Mr. Beast video. It's yeah. very it's entertaining and everything, but wow, well, you feel like it's like a drug. Yeah, something is missing. Wow, the guy with that ten million dollar lifestyle is awesome. Like yeah. wow, I wish I, I wish I could participate in a competition and win like ten million dollars or so. Yeah, you know they 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 got the aspiration. Or if a YouTuber, you're like wow, this guy's video overnight got fifty million yeah, views. Life oh, is so shit, great. Yeah. yeah, whereas these yeah. are like really sort of like okay, this yeah. is my life and yeah. get a slice of it. Just chill. On on the surface, lah, Scully behind the scenes is like whoa, whoa, whole <laughs> yeah, team of right. people calculating when when people react to certain things. Uh, and then yeah, yeah, I would just say yeah, like, you duped us again. So so yeah, I mean interesting. Yeah. So check it out, Natalie Lin. Natalie Lin, Singaporean or no no, no. US. Okay, uh, cool, cool man, awesome. Uh, yeah, that's that's all for this episode. Um, as always, you know, follow us on Apple Spot, Apple Podcast, Spotify Podcast, social media. Our mm-hmm. subreddit, uh, which has an awesome community, and yeah. email us at ministry of contact at ministryoffunny.com if you want to work with us. Mm. All right, everybody. Thanks and peace. <laughs>